Back at it again. Again. What's going on, man? Shit. 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 We're, we're just telling a story at the end of the day. You can enjoy a fully clothed, <laughs> totally platonic cuddle session. Not sure, Not uh, sure. what we're doing. <laughs> are, but they, are these lines safe? Yeah, we, we can literally say anything we want. Talk mad shit. Please continue to follow us. Um, you yeah. can find us on all social medias. Uh, all social medias. All social medias. All yeah. podcasts. Uh, Everywhere that you could listen to a podcast, we're pretty much there. This bitch too. I got what two of them. On. What's good, man? What's going on, dude? Nothing. But uh, for all you creeps listening, we we said we weren't going to be uh, on Zoom again, and we're not going to get into a whole spiel about it. But we're on Zoom again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think either of us. It was. I don't think it was the preferred reasoning for having to do another zoom episode but no but once again you know hey look we're at least we know what the hell we're doing and uh, we're safe at home so you know we're gonna knock it out (laughs) it it is what it is knock on wood that next round it'll be not on zoom but i don't want to jinx shit dude at this point i'm just like fuck it i'm gonna giving up scheduling a, a basement yeah, I had the yeah. basement all organized and I had it like all sanitized and wiped down and shit. And like, I got the computer all set up to record and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it, unfortunately it was kind of my bad. Like I should have like checked into things earlier than when I did. It was kind of like a last second thing. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Curfew. I'm going to bring this light down here. So when it does get dark, you can see my pretty ass. Not my ass, but my pretty. Uh, oh, the lighting is so much better. Is that better? <laughs> right on. Uh, shit, man. Um, oh, there, well, I was, I was going to say, you got anything, anything interesting going on that we haven't already talked about? Or I mean, not <laughs> shit, dude. It's, I will say that, like, my father-in-law, like, we kind of talked about this over text, like, my father-in-law is like the ultimate like dude's dude. Like he fucking the ultimate, the ultimate. Yeah, I went over there yesterday and like we were like peeling up his deck. <laughs> like piece by piece. We both got crowbars. We're both like pulling the fucking boards off the deck. And he's like, Oh, I'm saving this many because I'm gonna rebuild. I'm gonna build a shed out back with the wood that I'm taking out the deck and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I got a screwdriver. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah. So I, I'm sick that day. Well, I was giving shit. I was like, what are you doing? Call the guy. And you're like, he is the guy. And I was like, no, well now you're the guy too. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he, dude, like they don't fucking call people. Like, right. if something's broke, they fix it. Like if and like i'm not even talking like just general shit like 
oh, something's wrong with your fucking air conditioner, I'm going to fix it. Like, something's wrong with the plumbing, I'm going to fix it. Like, I, you got to okay. build an addition onto the house, I'm going to fix it. Like, I'm going to build it. <laughs> like, not, like, not to put too fine a point on it, but we were at the lake house when Ashley and I were first started dating. So this is like 13 years ago. And, like, I'm on, like, a BlackBerry. Like, I've got, okay. like the worst fucking cell service in the world and i'm like trying to figure out the rise versus run of putting in a fucking staircase on you know a certain distance he's like how many steps do i need how much does like the distance between each step like he's like i need the equation like and like figuring this shit out on the fly like to build a fucking staircase from the basement to the main floor of their fucking lake house like, and I'm. Damn. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a guy to like mow my grass. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, even... dude. I'm like thirty bones. Uh, here it is. <laughs> yeah, dude. But that's a good. I mean, dude, it's a nice skill to have, man. Some of the guys that like work for me, like, we we're doing, we're expanding one of the stores, and the owner's like, well, we'll have to call so and so and so and so, and I'm like, well dude can do it and they're like yeah so this dude's like literally like i'm the store manager i can fix all the vacuums sewing machines he's like i can also do the electrical and then cut out that hole and i'm like dude well one i would admit to that because now you're gonna have to do it but yeah that's a really nice like that's i got i i passed my dad was a minister and i never even learned how to do shit except like pump gas like i think he showed me how to change a tire once that was to the that was the extent of like handy work <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have, like, some, like, there's some things that, like, I know, like, I've, like, like I've changed alternators out on cars and, like, done, done certain things, like, like, not, a, like, a new car, like, I wouldn't fuck with, like, my Maxima, like, <laughs> trying to, like, change out some shit on that, like, I'm not, I mean, I say that, but, like, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube that you can figure out, well, but, yeah. I mean, but, I'm, like, I'm, I'm fairly adventurous. Like, I will try something, but there's certain knowledge I don't have. And, and I'm like, I'm going to, that, that, my screw up could cost me thousands of dollars. I'm going to pass. Yeah. Well, so, but here's the deal. Like, so Ashley's dad spent like 30 years as a master electrician. So, like, he's got chops. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you fuck with electricity, everything else is kind of. Yeah easier in my opinion like this shit can kill you that stuff just sucks you know yeah. what i'm saying like uh, water is what freaks me out we've talked about this but and we're getting into the whole bitching about our houses again but but water that terrifies me electricity like i'll change an outlet but i mean there's some electricity but i mean that can literally kill you but water scares me because that will like new home like yeah. i gotta buy a new house <laughs> Yeah, like I, I don't know, like water doesn't like. I guess water just never like fucked with, fucks with my head like that. I got three of the largest trees in the neighborhood are all in my yard, and when I say like largest trees, like they're like three stories tall. You know what I'm saying? Like they're taller than the tallest house in in my neighborhood, and they're literally there's two in my front yard and one in my backyard. So like I'm always freaked out that a bad storm's gonna come through and that shit's gonna land on my fucking house, and <laughs> right. but it's like eight fucking grand 
to get one of the trees taken down. I got three of them. So I'm like, dude, I'm not dropping 24K yeah. to get trees fucking cut out of my, my yard, man. It's to some degree, you'd almost think that like the fucking insurance company would pay for that. Like, okay, like this, instead of having to buy a new house eventually, why don't we just pay to fucking cut down some trees? Cut down the trees because we're going to have to pay. Exactly. Because one of the bitches are going to fall. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, yeah, we, we we actually talked about it before because you said you were going to paint your paint your lawn or some shit green just because the grass won't grow. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking, <laughs> such fucking pain in the ass. Oh, shit. Well, so, all right, we went down that road again. But before we get started, dude, you sent me this thing, and I thought it was hilarious. Your response to, to my response was fucking hilarious. There's a poem called Tomino's Hell, that is said to kill people who read it out loud. If you don't die, you get lucky. Uh, sorry, if you don't die, you got lucky, but bad things will happen to you. The cursed poem is about someone called Tomino who dies and goes to hell. And so, of course, my smart ass is like, let's read it. And then you said, dude, fuck that. 2020 has been bad enough. <laughs> I was like, it's so true. And then we got a fucking curfew. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Are you even suggesting it? Think about all of the fucking dominoes that fell right after you suggested it. I was like, no, but no, bro. I'm yeah, out. I'm out. That's probably smart. <laughs> well, but my whole thing is like, like everything, like you got to think about it. Like everything in, I think we talked about this in the last episode. Like everything recently, like within the last five months, has gone so counter to logic. Yeah. Like, like I'm just like you know what, dude. I'm not like I'm throwing salt over my shoulder. Like um, dude, I'm doing it. the whole like Catholic thing. Like when I like go into a not, church. I'm not even Catholic. Like, and I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, like dude, and you know me, man. I'm not generally that superstitious like with shit. But like at this point, man, I'm like I'm just playing the odds. Like if it's like better like, safe why, than sorry dude yeah, yeah like why fuck with it like why, why tinker with shit what if i'm wrong and all this shit you know what i mean yeah. and i'm like fuck dude I'm, I'm being extra nice to people because karma's a bitch and i'm like fucking just covering my yeah. covering my tracks <laughs> yeah i mean especially considering like i like so like just to not not to deviate too far from the fucking i mean we're already like off in the fucking weird tangent anyway yeah. But like I'm reading a, a book on theoretical physics right now and like like it's like arguing a whole bunch of different like fucking theory against, you know, this is what we thought it was and then it changed and then from nineteen forty to this year it was like, you know, we were thinking it was going this direction and then we've really figured out it's it's called parallel worlds, but like dude, it like basically like at a quantum level, like they're the stuff that they're talking about is is all about like just when you think you got some shit figured out is when everything fucking flips on its head and like, you know, it's just so like that on top of everything that's been going on this year. I like, I'm like, dude, I got to start reading some, like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to like Harry Potter. Like, I don't know. like Some lighthearted fiction. <laughs> dude. Yeah, man. Like I, I go from, I, I've been going from like these like really heavy, like fucking, theory like theory of relativity books and beyond <laughs> and then like or it's like i'm reading these like really heavy like fucking uh you know science fiction books or whatever fuck it is like 
I'm like, dude, I, I just need something fucking like, I need like PG, and... yeah, I, I need like PG 13 for a little bit. Like, <laughs> well, um, tonight's episode. <laughs> no, I assumed as much. I assumed as much. Right. Well, we, before we get started, man, shit, our new website's getting, getting finished. It's getting close to finished. So, I'm I'm pumped that soon we'll be able to tell you guys to to hit up the website as our main hub and you can you can find all the links to our social media sites and and uh, YouTube channels and you know all that good shit. So stay tuned for that. Um, until that's posted, I guess go to our social media sites, <laughs> which on Facebook and Instagram, uh, you can find us at Based on True Events Podcast. Ooh, we're on the Twitter podcast boat B O T E. That's right. Just plug in based on Trevin's podcast on YouTube and you can find us. <laughs> yeah. Or if you don't if you don't fuck with the social needs, uh, right. you stay out of all that shit. Um, then you can just always email us straight up at uh, Gmail at uh, based on true events podcast gmail.com. So yeah, I think your audio all- tweaked out there for a second. So in case I don't know. Uh, the audio tweaked out, so I'm going to repeat it. It's based on true events podcast at Gmail, in case you guys didn't catch that shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I will well, say, just before this episode really gets going, like, your, your fucking, uh, our connection bar on, on my screen, like, you keep going into the red, like, into the yellow, so, like, <laughs> your video keeps, keeps freezing and shit, so, here's to quarantine, here's to lockdown and curfew. Yay! Well, we're just gonna muster through, I guess, because we're we're already into it. I don't want to fucking do this shit over again. <laughs> no, I, I was just letting you know if there's some times where I'm just like looking at the screen, like blank faced, <laughs> right? Just agree that I heard everything that you just said, and I'm I'm muscling past it. All right. Well, uh, so I hope you do have, hear everything because I this is a story that I have wanted to do for a while and I was kind of waiting for the right time. We kept doing the listener suggestions. Uh, so this is, uh, I guess you can call it an audible, but really we don't have any sort of playlist going. So this is just one that I came up with. Um, I'll just jump into it. Um, it was 19, you good? Anything else? Nah, man. Can you hear me? Yeah. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh shit. Um, all right, so I'm going to jump into it then. It was 1976, July 15th, around 4 p.m. Uh, Frank Edwards Ray, uh, he was known as Ed, was transporting 26 students from Dairyland Elementary School. Um, they were coming back from a summer class trip to the Chowchilla Fairgrounds swimming pool. Chowchilla, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, it's in California. I think it's Chowchilla. It's spelled C H. O-W-C-H-I-L-L-A. I don't know how else you'd say it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's Cali. Um, so he's driving the 26 kids. Uh, there was a white van as they, were, as they were heading down the road. And this is pretty, from what I understood, um, fairly, uh, I wouldn't say BFE, but kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Um, there was a white van in the road with its hood up. And so being the nice guy Ed was, he pulled over. Um, to see if they needed any help. Stop. Stop. Yeah. You do not stop with 26 kids. Oh, okay. On a bus. (laughs) Like, you keep fucking going. 
Right. Like, you radio okay. dispatch and you get fucking, you get somebody out there. <laughs> well, like, what Ed, the fuck? Ed is such a nice guy that he didn't think about that uh, because he wanted to help, uh, you know, whoever was in need. And this seemed like, I got the vibe that this is like a very, you know, everyone knows everyone type of, uh, you know, thing where nothing bad happens. There's no murder, you know. It, That's it great. Like, all it's great until you're the first case of murder. Right. So, okay. And it's 1976. So, well, sorry, he pulled over. <laughs> so, uh, as uh, he pulled over and um, three dudes, um, let me show sure I got this right here. Um, well, okay, hold on. So, before I get into that, I actually, let me just tell you a little backup and to give somebody some props here. So I was watching, I don't remember how, but some, it was like a shitty made for move, made for TV movie. Like maybe I don't watch lifetime channel. It was like ABC or something like that. It had like the type of actor that you see in only made for TV movies, but you always recognize them. And I don't know their names, but like those type of dudes and that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's the first time I heard the story and I was, and then like my favorite podcast, Morbid, which you've heard me reference a million times, they actually did a little mini episode on this. And so that's actually what would prompt me for this. So I got I made sure that I tried not to bite their, their version or whatever, because it's a true story. So it's not really their version, but I want to give props in case for whatever reason. Um, and they fucking played it. It was an awesome episode, which motivated me to do this. Um, so the three dudes get out of the car wearing pantyhose and sawed-off shotguns. They, um, let's see here. Uh, let's see, hold on, I'm trying to read my writing. Uh, let's see, the three men wearing pantyhose, they get sawed-off shotguns. So they basically made Ed, at, at gunpoint, they made Ed drive to a secluded spot um, where basically they unloaded all 26 kids and Ed into two separate minivans. Um, by the way, Ed is the fucking man. I don't want to skip over this. Like Ed is like the epitome of a nice guy. And I already said that, but like he grew up in this, in this same city or the same town. He knew all the kids, you know what I mean? All the kids trusted him. This plays into the story, by the way, that's why I don't want to skip over it. You know, like some of his grandkids, I think were actually on the bus which pretty fucking frightening. But um, so Ed is like the man. So without Ed in this situation, uh, I, I think it would be twice as terrifying for these children. I mean, I can't even imagine like being fucking 43 being kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? So these kids are ages like five to 14. Like they're little, you know what okay. I'm saying? But for the record, Ed stops. <laughs> and, and put them all in danger don't put this on ed dude uh, that's why i was like kind of on yeah, ed it's kind of on ed fuck you're right but we, mean, we like it all right it's it's on it's good you you like it jury's <laughs> out fair. for me on it jury's out for me on it jury's out right so, right now right now ed's in like the mm, I don't know about Ed. Yeah, well, 
I, I, I like Ed, but anyway, it's possibly because I know anyway, so I don't want to give anything away. Um, I mean, convince me that I should like Ed. Yeah. Well, I want to build Ed up is because that that's important because this is actually not a funny story. Like it's fucking 26 baby, like children, little children are being kidnapped at gunpoint. Um, in fact, I skipped over this, but one of the like little girls, like when the when the three dudes when they got onto the bus they're wearing like the pantyhose and they're the top of it's like bent over so it looks like ears one of the little girls asked the dude like are you the easter bunny <laughs> and i'm going the innocence and that like little sentence alone kind of broke my heart i was like oh fuck hold on to your horses the kidnappers hid the bus in uh, excuse me hid the bus in the berenda slough i don't know what the fuck that is a shallow branch of the chowchilla river uh, where a second van had been stashed um, both vans had the windows in the back painted black and interiors reinforced with paneling so basically they're just blacked out you can't see inside or out um, ray and the children were herded into the two vans at gunpoint and then driven around for 11 hours before eventually being taken to a quarry. 11 hours, dude, I can't even imagine like the chaos, like being stuck in a van with these poor kids. I mean, they're so like these kids were, obviously they were panicking, they were screaming, they were crying. Um, it got to a point where they, I mean, they were like, literally dehydrated and so they were getting like heat stroke and they were one kid fainted like they were puking and it was bad really bad so for 11 hours like that uh i don't know why they drove around for 11 hours they went a hundred miles so i mean 10 miles an hour yeah i guess i don't know a lot of stops i don't know but um, it was hot as hell. It was this is in California, and so the the quarry was in Livermore, California. Um, there, um, in the early morning hours of July sixteenth, the kidnappers forced the victims to climb out of the vans down a ladder into a buried moving truck that they had stocked with a small amount of food and water and a number of mattresses. So, like this bus, or, or this what they call it. Moving, moving truck moving truck basically it was the trailer yeah there they literally had like buried it under the under this they like buried it basically and they opened it had a little hole so they stuffed all the kids down in there there's photos of of like this this truck on the inside i mean dude the mattresses are fucking disgusting dirty it's dingy they had over the tire well that's where they like dug a hole so the kids could go to the bathroom. Like it was a shit show. That was not a pun, not at all. But uh, so um, bus driver Ray uh, and the older children. Okay, so let me back up. There was one kid who was 14 years old. So when I say older children, his name was Marshall. Um, I read a bunch of different articles and for the most part, there was there was never a straight story. So that's why I'm a little bit all over the place. Cause I had to kind of piece it together. Luckily I did listen to a podcast. So that helped, but, um, Marshall and Ed were the only kind of saving graces of 
keeping these kids somewhat sane. Like they were singing songs and I, I, I don't know how they managed to do that. Another reason why Ed is a good guy is because, you know, in his mind, he's like, fuck, we're dead. I'm dying, but I still have to, you know, make the last hours of these kids life somewhat tolerable. So Ed is a good guy in my mind, even though I guess you've kind of dirtied that a little bit, but whatever. I didn't dirty uh, it. Ed dirtied it. Ed did dirty it. Dirty it. Um, so, uh, yeah, 14 year old Marshall was a big part of that. These kids were clinging to him, huddled up. They were there for, well, I won't get into that yet. Would it, would, would it be safe to assume that, that Marshall is special needs? No, he's not. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, because of the age? No, yeah, I assume. Yeah, right, right, right. I didn't even think about that. No, I assumed like more of a chaperone. Like it was a summer camp then again. So maybe it's like all ages. Oh, I don't really okay. know. So he's like a camp counselor or some shit. Assuming. Maybe. But it's, yeah, it's a summer thing. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe this town only, the school was so small that they only had like one trip. And so all ages went, like, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't get into that. I didn't get that far. Um, by the way, I'm reading some of this stuff off of, from, from Los Angeles Times and uh, Wiki. So giving props. Again, I don't want to get sued. Um so they were herded back to the vans. Okay, so they were at 3.30 a.m. is when they were put down into the the moving truck. Um, they dug a hole, the three dudes, they, they dug a hole and literally stuck a pipe uh, in through the top of the truck. Because what they did was after they buried it, they shut down the latch or whatever, whatever they did to close it. Then they covered it up with dirt. They literally buried them alive. Like... First of all, that right there, claustrophobia. I mean, maybe you're, you don't have claustrophobia as a five-year-old, but fuck, I, I'd have passed out for sure. So, but they the they did have a like a essentially an air hole or a tube, but these dudes clearly weren't that intelligent because the roof started because the amount of dirt they put on it started to kind of cave in, and it clogged the fucking air hole. So now you you're adding. There was only a little bit of food, like there was peanut butter, I think, and, and bread, and then water. So the little bit of supplies they had, that shit's going to run out. But now you're talking about airs, you know, limited. So this is not a good situation. Um, let's see here. Let me get to this part. Uh, along wall, one wall were dirty mattresses and containers of water. It was stuffy with only two air tubes. It was actually one air tube. I don't know why it said that because uh, and that one clogged in. Above them, men started throwing dirt over the roof. Children screamed. One fainted. Ray tried to soothe them, but he was crying. He was sure the roof was going to cave in. Uh, Marshall announced that he wasn't going to die without trying to get out. So is it Ray or is it Ed? You keep Sorry. saying Ray. Sorry. On this, it's Ed. His, his name is Ray Frank Edwards Ray, but they call him Ed, but apparently the Los Angeles Times calls him Ray. My bad. Okay, okay. I was just confused. I was very confused. I was like, who's Ray? My, my like, fault. When did my Ray fault. get to the store? My fault. I'm bouncing between two site, two no, articles you're good. You're and my good. own writing, so yeah. You're, you're good. I just wanted to like make it's sure Ed. that that was clarified. Basically, Ed's the bus driver, the adult, Marshall's the 14-year-old, the rest of them are fucking little kids. Right. But Marshall apparently is like this kind of, you know, badass little dude. He announced that he wasn't going to get out with the, 
are going to die without trying to get out. Um, Ray, Marshall, and the older boys stacked the mattresses, climbed on top, and used wooden slats to dislodge a steel plate on the roof of the van that was covering the hole through which they had entered. Um, apparently, there were two tractor batteries on top of the fucking door or whatever it was, latch. Um, so they weren't actually able to get out. Like they got close and they pushing until they moved the plate. Um, so literally they moved the plate and were able to dig. Um, sorry, it says your internet connection is unstable. That's a first. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they were actually able to start digging um, 16 hours they were in in the trailer whatever uh and they were eventually able to dig into where they saw light now what's the first thing that you fucking think when you're trying to escape what are you expecting to be out on the outside of the the, the fucking i don't know at this point i would say gunmen right the men i mean that's the biggest fear and so they sat and waited even longer because they couldn't see out. Uh, and I don't remember, I read a couple different things, but eventually they were literally going, we're, we're gonna suffocate. So they just said, fuck it, they busted open. Luckily, the men were not there. So they escaped. Uh, the children of Child Chilla climbed out 16 hours after they've been buried. One of the kidnappers, uh, hold on, I don't wanna get into that yet. Um, they went to, uh, I guess the nearest house that they could find, called the cops. The cops are on the way. So the three men were sleeping at this point in time, literally asleep. Like, I don't know what kind of fucking monster you have to be to bury children and then have the like mental capacity to go, ah, I'll just take a nap. I, to me, that that's probably the darkest part the shotguns in the kids faces is horrifying but just being able to like leave them there it to me is probably the darkest part um so luckily the children and ed and marshall were able to escape uh mainly unharmed i mean there's definitely some kids who are you know mentally fucked up we'll get into that in a second but for the most part they got back to the police station uh the the cops came put the kids in another bus and i can't imagine they're like i'm not getting on that fucking bus <laughs> and took right. them they took them to the nearest jail because that was the closest place and the safest place where they basically um kept all the kids until they could uh you know figure out what the hell's going on um meanwhile like you can imagine the kid the bus isn't showing up the parents are fucking losing their shit that to me being a parent is is a whole nother side of the story that's terrifying uh, by yeah. the way have you heard this story at all i should have asked you at the beginning uh I, I have no idea where the story is going so no i haven't heard it um but i i did tell a story in my buried alive episode where it was very similar like they buried the dude um and the fucking shit caved in and it blocked off the breathing tube and then he suffocated yeah luckily and, and i told you this was at the beginning i kind of i was like well this isn't a fun story and so 
I was hoping that you thought maybe it was going to be horrific when children are involved. You know me. But luckily, no kids died. And so, th for one, I don't know why this story isn't more well-known. This is the largest kidnapping in, like, to date, like, in American history. Like, I don't know if they're counting, like, hijacked airplanes and stuff. As I was going to say, man, hijacked airplanes are, like, there's, like, 200 people on planes a lot of times. So, maybe it was... There maybe that's some of, of this time I don't know whatever, but that was one of the one of the articles said you know largest something kidnapping anyway, so I guess the first thing after I and after I heard this and, and I listened to the podcast and, and I started doing research is why'd they fucking do it? Right. So I, I've been sitting here this whole time waiting for motive. Well, I, I was wondering if you had your well. Let me. If I have an, a guess, is that where you're you're going with this? Um, well, no, because if you guess right, then we'll just be in that conversation. So hold on one sec. Because <laughs> okay. I know you you probably Fair. fucking figured it out like third sentence in. You're like, yeah, well, they're, you know. Fair. Fair. Right. Um, hold on. I wanted to read. Uh, uh, well, no, I'll, I'll just get into this. So um, the idiots weren't there. They were sleeping. They literally had fallen asleep because they were trying to call into the police. But the lines were completely tied up because of all the parents literally calling the cops fucking, where are my kids? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so the, um, uh, here we go. The quarry owner's son, 24-year-old Nick, or sorry, 24-year-old Frederick Newhall Woods was one of the gentlemen, um, came quickly under suspicion. Basically, and I skipped this, the dudes, they, they got out of Dodge. They, they, they disappeared. So now the children are safe. The cops are looking for them. Um, but this guy, because he was the quarry where they were buried, the quarry owner's kid. So fucking dumbass. Not many people probably have access to the quarry, but... Uh, he quickly became under, under came under suspicion as one of the people who had keys to the quarry and enough access to have buried the moving truck there. He and two of his friends, brothers, James and Richard Schoenfeld, uh, they were aged 24 and 22, had previously been convicted of grand theft auto for which they had been sentenced to probation. A warrant was ex executed on the estate of Wood's father and their police recovered one of the guns used in the kidnapping as well as a draft of the ransom note, <laughs> basically all the fucking evidence. These guys were real smart. Um, but three, but the three men had fled. Wood was caught two weeks after the kidnapping in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. James Schoenfeld had been captured earlier the same day in Menlo Park, California. Um, while Richard Schoenfeld had voluntarily turned himself into the authorities eight days after the kidnapping. So the ba basically, you've got the ringleader, uh, whatever that first douche's name was, Frederick, yeah. and then you've got two brothers. So the youngest brother was essentially along for the ride and couldn't handle it, and eight days later said, fuck it, I did it, turned himself in. The kidnappers had been, been unable to call in their intended ransom demand of $5 million because telephone lines to the Chowchilla Police Department were tied up by medium call, media calls and families searching for their children. 
Was that your guess? Yeah, that's why I didn't want you to say shit. I was like, dude, I know what you're going to fucking say. Cause that's the only, like, dude, the, there's really only two reasons people go to sleep in a situation like that. Like, you go to s- sleep in a situation like that because, like, either A, you're a sociopath and you don't give a fuck if everybody dies. But most likely, you're doing it for money and you're, you, you're of the opinion that you thought this thing out so well that there is no danger, there is no harm to the children, you're in this for a paycheck, you're in this for the money, so that's why you go to sleep. And if, right. if, 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 it was, if they were sociopaths who were going to kill all these people, the holding tank doesn't make sense. Right. Like, I could go into a whole spiel on that, but, like, the holding tank is too well thought out for I'm going to pick 26 kids off individually. Yeah. Now, here is my question. All right. You don't randomly have all of this shit set up. Like, this, like, I mean, they knew that bus was coming by. You know what I'm saying? Like, they knew that they were going to take a bus. But they had to know the dude was going to stop. So, I don't know, man. I, maybe there's more to the story. Well, the the van was in the road. So, I, I read it two ways. The way I basically delivered it was that Ed was such a nice guy that he pulled over to help. I also read it to where they were blocking the road. But their hood was up to make it look like it was a broke you know breakdown so maybe they literally were a little bit of both maybe ed didn't do it uh maybe he didn't that stop like willingly maybe he had to and was like what's going on you got to move your car i don't know maybe that sounds more realistic if ed is such a good guy but the way that i read it more times than not was that literally he stopped because he's just a nice guy and he didn't have to so the question is how do they i don't have the answer how they knew that they were coming that way other than it's a small town. They had been planning this for a year. Like after, you know, the dude basically turned himself in. So he's spilling the fucking, you know, he's not, he's telling them everything. Like at that point there was no, you know, no mysteries. So for a year they planned this. It was actually, I hate to say it pretty well thought out except for obviously the fucking air tube, because if they had not climbed out, they would have died. Yeah. I mean, so the way that the, the two brothers were portrayed is, is the main dude, the, the ringleader, Fred or Frederick or whatever the fuck, was actually fairly clever um, and, and conniving. And the two other brothers were like the town idiots, you know what I mean? Like fucking just dummies who were just getting busted for doing a bunch of other stupid shit. So... Dude, I, even in 76, you got to have a fucking exit strategy, which it doesn't sound like these idiots did. Uh, right, exactly. They didn't make it like, far in the story, so I don't know what their what their plan was. You know what I mean? I never heard, like, if they had planned on, were they going to have a helicopter? Like, what were they, what, you know? It's on their property. you got to pick up the money. Yeah, right. Like, it's <laughs> not like you, ha- like you can get across – international borders with five million dollars in cash right and like, they, they literally were calling the cop like they were like calling 911 to like 
for the ransom. Like they never even got that far. <laughs> like, so yeah. And you're right. I mean, immediately the first time I heard it, I thought, okay, it's gotta be kidnapping for money because usually like somebody that sadistic, there's usually not three people. I mean, the Ripper crew is unique, unique. Usually it's one sick fuck. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I agree. Why would you give them food and water if you're going to, you know, so I immediately also thought it's probably money related. I mean, my, I mean, it's money related or it's human trafficking. Um, yeah, Jesus, I never thought about that. That's horrible. Well, Uh, yeah, I mean, as, as soon as you said the part about them picking them up in two vans, I immediately thought human trafficking, like, or it was like a cartel, like ransoming situation. But then you're talking about this small little town, and I'm like, this town ain't got no money. There ain't nobody worth a shit in this town. Like, so. <laughs> no. I and I also I wouldn't have done a story if it was about children trafficking. I wouldn't have done it voluntarily. You're gonna have to suggest that one. You fucking creeps. I'm not choosing that. Some of it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If I were the cops, I would have had Ed and Marshall. I would have put the fucking I would have put the fucking irons to those two because it, it, I don't know, man. Like it's weird that like these guys just happen to be on the right road at the right time. Well, it had been planned um, for a year, so obviously they knew about this school trip. Uh, or I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't have an answer for that one. Sorry. Um, so they, let, let me get through this little last bit though. Uh, let's see. Friday the sixteenth. Woke up late night to television news reporting information uh, informing them that the victims had freed themselves and were safe. James Schoenfeld later stated that despite coming from wealthy families, both he and Woods were deeply in debt. And this is in quotes, we needed multiple victims to get multiple millions and we picked children because children are precious. The state would be willing to pay ransom for them and they don't fight back. They're vulnerable. They will mind like basically they're gonna listen to what we have to say and nobody's gonna fucking argue with it Jeez. some details of the crime corresponded to details in the day the children vanished a story by hugh pentecost that was published in alfred hitchcock's daring detectives in 1969 a copy of this book was in the chowchilla public library and police theorized that it had inspired the kidnappers all three perpetrators pled guilty to kidnapping for ransom and robbery, but they refused to plead guilty to infliction of bodily harm as a conviction on that, on that count in conjunction with the kidnapping charge carried a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. They were tried on bodily harm charge, found guilty, and given the mandatory sentence. But their convictions were overturned by an appellate court uh, appeals court yeah i guess i don't know appellate appeals court uh which found that physical injuries sustained by the children mostly cuts and bruises did not meet the standard for bodily harm under the law shithead lawyers uh they were re-sentenced to life with the possibility of parole richard schoenfeld was released in 2012 and james schoenfeld was paroled on august 7th 2015 in October 2019, Frederick Woods was denied parole for the 19th time. <laughs> His next parole hearing was set for 2024. 
Over the years, reasons given for the denials have included his continued minimization of his crime, as well as disciplinary infractions for possession of contraband, pornography, and cell phones <laughs> in prison. <laughs> in 2016, a workers' compensation lawsuit filed against Woods also revealed that he had been running several businesses, including a gold mine and car dealership from behind bars. How the hell? Without notifying the authorities as required. The heir to two wealthy California families, the Newhalls and the Woods, he inherited a trust fund from his parents that was described in the court filing as being worth $100 million. He has married three times while in prison and has purchased a mansion about 30 minutes away from the prison. These sons of bitches kidnapped 26 kids asking for five mil and they were trust fund fucking babies. <laughs> Dude. Like. I mean. I'm so happy he got denied 19 times. <laughs> two of the other ones walking, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I, you know, it's not this, this one's, this is a different story, especially for me because there's, there's no body count. Yay. So I'm glad because right now we could use a, a positive. We got to win. You know what I mean? But we've had cases where people get out, Ripper crew. I hate to always talk about it, but I'm never going to get that shit <laughs> out of my head, by the way. But that is something to be pissed off about. This one, I'm not happy about it, but I kind of get it. I mean, shit, 2012, I said, that was 76. I mean, you know, it's a long time. I mean, yeah. I don't, do you think that's light? I mean, you think they should light life? Fuck them. Are you really asking me that question? Okay, cool. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, I'm, I don't, I would never have said, yay, let them out. But at the same time, I put, Cas put, Ca put Casper on that bus. Well, so yeah, dude, that, that's, that's the whole discussion for me when I started reading this is because as, as new fathers for the most part, Dude, like that 16 hours, uh, you know, that's hell. Like, I can't imagine what the fuck that felt like. So for the parent, from the parent standpoint and from a, from a, from just being a parent, fuck no, I don't want them. They should never get out. In fact, you know, I wish they all died in prison from, you know, when you think about that, that part of the story, but they didn't, but this dude is not going to get out. He keeps fucking up in prison. He's an asshole. He, he's probably going to die in prison. Like there, there's actually an article. I don't know how old he is, but he's an old dude at this point. You know what I mean? He's still an asshole. He's still getting in trouble for porn fucking like as an old dude in prison. So he's going to die in prison. So that at least there's that. Um, but the, the well, fact that minimizing, they said he's minimizing the crime, like dude, like, yeah, no remorse. If you're going to the fucking parole board, man, maybe you should, you need to like, I, I, I'm not giving him any ideas. Like, fucking right. like he stumbled upon upon our podcast. I mean, it's still it's 2024, but yeah. Well, know, you know something that's weird, and I didn't read it in that article the way, but I read it three different places where they didn't actually know, like, why they chose those kids. Like that, the whole bit about we chose the children because they were precious. That's the youngest dude, the the one who turned himself in. He only said that at his parole hearing. And they let him out. Like, and I don't know if it's like, 
you know, thanks for your honesty. I'm like, you fucking get back in there, you dude. Like, fuck you, we're letting you out. You know, so that that one's tricky. But so um, Ed and the children, you know, um, actually one of them, this was kind of whatever. But like once the, the kids got taken back to their parents and everything, you know, uh, and everybody was, was deemed safe for the most part. Um, gave Ed some sort of award, I forget what it was called, but an award for heroism basically. Uh, and they actually have like a national Ed and the Children Day. That's not the name of it. It's something better than that. But they, why, why that face? So every year they celebrate this or whatever, but uh, that's kind of nice. But like, so the, the sad part of this is that most of the, those children and they've, there, there was articles. And I didn't want to get into that because honestly, I feel like I've probably gone long enough, but they've had serious issues like mental issues, like a ton of phobias have, have come from this. Uh, some of those kids that are now parents said once they became adults that they were actually able to like get over a lot of the fears they had. But the second they had kids, those phobias came back. Like, dude, I, I'm going to be weird about just even not knowing this story and nothing ever happening to me personally, like putting Casper on a bus. Like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do that. Like to go to school, you know what I'm saying? But like, if this had happened to me, yeah, fuck, dude. If I had a kid, I'm I'm damaged for life. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, as much you know, I I'd love to to sit here and you know say that you know you get your kid back and then your you know All your life kind of comes back to normal. Uh, you know, you go through that sixteen hours of hell, but. Like, as a parent, like, I don't know how those parents, like, recovered, if they recovered. Um, yeah. as the, like, I, I don't know. Like, at some point, like, these kids, like, they're so young. Like, you, you, you know, like, you, you're not even developed as a, as a human. So, like, when you said, you know, like, 76 or 2012 or 2015 with the other one or 16 or whatever it was, like, no, man, like there are 26 lives that are e irreparably damaged. And then yeah. lives on top of that, like their families, their families that, that were created after in the aftermath that are never going to be the same. Um, so nah, man. Yeah. I, they I'm, shouldn't I, out. You're right. No, you're right. When you, especially I mean, when you put it like that. Yeah. I, I mean, <sighs> Dude, just talking as as a parent from, you know, if that had happened to my kid, like I, like I don't know what, how I would react. Like, no. I would want my kid home, obviously. Well, yeah. I and mean, I would want to be home with my kid, but I don't know that I would be able to like hone down the rage. Yeah. To like not go after like vengeance after these guys. Like right. Like would would they have made it to the courthouse kind of thing? Like right. I do Yeah, I don't know, man. I I can't imagine the I would probably be Well, I don't I, yeah, I don't even know how I would act actually. I would like I would like raise the 5 million dollars that these guys were asking for and pay it like in a ransom 
to whoever shivved these three motherfuckers in prison. Yeah, right. Like, like, dude, like, I don't know, like, I, I would not. One part I forgot, that's right, this is also kind of sweet. Oh, do I have it? So, uh, all three kidnappers were initially, no, 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 no. Um, well, I don't know if I'm going to get the right exact quote, but so the dude's trust fund ended up getting taken and then uh, I can't remember the actual amount though, but it was divvied up like years later to the families uh, of the kids. Like they basically, so yeah, which is awesome. I mean, so there's some good that, that came like down the road, but money's not going to help mental issues like there was a whole list of them and i i should i should have had it but i mean it's not maybe it's not important but like the phobias that these kids had like fear of wind like weird shit that like is just fucking you know you can't function normally if you're afraid of the wind like fuck you know what i'm saying so it's still i mean i i I guess it's still a fucking horrible horrific story it had somewhat of a it had a better hap, it had a happier ending than probably you were suspecting or expecting from me <laughs> but but it's still you know damage was done for sure yeah um, man like but yeah, I, right. I, dude, I don't know why more people didn't know about this story sorry go ahead probably because of the time lapse you know like 76 um Probably fucking probably this is sad as it is to say probably because it doesn't have a fucking body count, right? You know, like right. nobody wants, right. like people don't tell fucking happy stories on the news, man. Yeah. Oh, the way they survived? No, no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, man. Put that on the back page. Nobody's gonna read that shit. Like. Uh, yeah. Well, the you know the the thought of those kids going through that, the little, I did do the, the little girl who just, you can picture her face looking up at the fucking dude with a shotgun in her face and said, are you the Easter bunny? I'm like, Oh, come on. Like right then when I started hearing, uh, you know, and here's the thing, that movie, by the way, do not watch that movie. It does not do this story justice. The movie is fucking horrible. In fact, after I was watch listening to the podcast, the morbid podcast, which was awesome props to the, to them because that was it was amazing I, it reminded me of that movie and i was like oh jesus and then they fucking tried to hollywood it up it was horrible across the board so don't watch the movie like i don't know so, man i still got lingering questions dude all right, right. I, don't, I don't give a fuck like these these guys you know three dudes fucking playing this for a year or whatever like they knew too many fucking details you know what i'm saying like like time and place and time and place they had two bands ready it, they were reinforced they already had the fucking like dude like there's too many like there's too many fucking unanswered questions like i i don't like i hate to besmirch all great ed and marshall <laughs> but dude i would have been looking real fucking hard at those two guys I would have been looking real fucking hard at wherever they came, wherever the kids came from. Like, how did they get this information? Why did they know where to fuck to be and when the fuck to be there? And like, I, I get that they're in the sticks, man. But like, dude, even in the fucking sticks, dude, fucking cars drive by. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, True. you're unloading 26 children off of a bus at gunpoint. Yeah. And nobody, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, I'm apparently just, that, that they drove them, like, in that, when they took them into the vans, that was in BFE, like, in the woods, possibly in the dark, you know, I don't know. Actually, I think it was in the dark, but but I get what you're saying. But don't <laughs> damn it dude this is a fucking happy story kind of like as far as ed's a hero marshall's a hero and you're like fucking going nah they were in on it and i'm like damn it i'm not saying they're in on it but i'm saying that there was somebody fucking in on it somebody somebody gave information somebody knew something that didn't get brought up man now possibly they unknowing provided information to these one of these three douchebags not knowing obviously their their plan you know what i mean possibly you know but i don't think there was a i honestly think that the the ringleader frederick whatever the fuck his name is was uh i think he was actually pretty smart as far as the whole the whole planning everything out and he just had beavis and butthead with him because you needed more than one person um, I don't think those two guys, clearly there were some faults in their plan, but really the whole plan, if you think about it, it's pretty fucking like the whole, to, to bury a fucking trailer <laughs> and to like, you know, dig a shithole in the bathroom. I mean, dude, it, was, it took a, it took a year. So, I mean, technically if they actually dotted all their I's and crossed their T's or whatever, they could have done it themselves. They could have planned it all out if they knew that there was a summer school and the kids are, you know, but they would have had to talk to somebody to find that schedule. But unknowingly they could have said, I don't know. I fuck. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that, but don't, don't fucking don't turn Ed dude. Dude, they, they had to like, dude, they had to know that the, the, the time and the place, which is hard enough. Right. Right. Yeah. And, like, Okay, like the the part that that fucks with me, like the reason that this is like, they knew how many people, like, cause they brought two vans, like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah. How much water did they give? Like, yeah. How did they know how much food? Yeah, like there's <laughs> some there's some some other part of this story that ain't getting told, man. Yeah, well, the guys that they, the, the, what do you call it, the songbird, the guy who, uh, like, spilled the beans, uh, you know, but he didn't, he didn't really say everything until he got paroled, but he obviously went and confessed and told him the plan, so he didn't, he didn't say anything else, they, obviously it would have been, you know, recorded. He or might not have known, he might not have known. Well, now that's true, now I could see that, actually, I could see the, the, the ringleader, you know. Frederick might have had, like, something going with but i mean well i don't think it would be a lot, of, a lot of time has gone by like so i don't know <laughs> that's so funny dude that what a twist too like fuck i'm kind of pissed at you for it because don't fuck up <laughs> but at the same time now i'm like god damn it how did they know i, I mean yeah well, see that that's yeah. See that I like this story because the story itself it's a good story. You know what I mean? Like, even if it was fictional, like I wish it was fictional, but it, it's a good story because I haven't heard 
uh, we haven't done anything like this and I haven't read anything like it. So that I liked telling the story anyway, but I also like doing shit like this because I'm like, this is pretty cut and dry, but I like doing it with you because you're like, no. And you've done this a few times to my topics where you see your side of it. That I never fucking thought of. And no one that I've listened to or read, and I've been researching this for a long time has even mentioned that side of it. Well, and another thing that fucking bothers me is when they're trying to get out of the hole. And of course, like, you know, my mind goes to, okay, the gunmen are going to be standing outside on, you know, like, that's what you said, right? Right. <sighs> that's bothering me. That's bothering me now, too, because it's like, oh, shit, man, we're, we aren't going to get our fucking money if everybody escapes. Right. Well, now, okay, so I'll, I'll play, what is it, devil's advocate? So if your stories, if your theory is accurate, then obviously it backfired because the hole caved in with dirt and they're like, well, shit, now we're literally going to suffocate. We have to get out. And so when they're looking around, they're making sure they're not there. So they don't, you know, I don't know. So, well, maybe. Now, so like the backfire, like, okay, like, let's say, let, all right, just, just for conversational sake, not to continue to besmirch Ed. <laughs> God damn you. But like, let's say Ed's the man on the inside, right? He's the one right right so he's down there keeping the kids calm and shit and then he realizes the air tube is collapsed and the plan's gone to shit so he's got to get the he's got like he doesn't want to suffocate and they're not getting their money if there's a fucking truck full of dead kids in the fucking desert Right. right so he's like all right shit now here's my fucking escape plan that they fuck we fucking worked out and he gets him out, and he's like, all right, now I got to keep him here, and so I'm going to fucking freak him out that the fucking gunmen are here until it gets to the point where Marshall or whoever, yeah. you know, what some of the older kids are like, no, dude, we, we got to go. Like, we got to get the fuck out of here, and he yeah. can't fucking manage the situation anymore. So then they get out. And how is it that they're able to get through to the fucking cops from the fucking farmhouse when the ransom hasn't even gone out yet. And then Ed just knows where this other fucking farmhouse is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, I, th I actually thought about that. I, I can't remember what they fucking said where they went. No, it was a hundred miles away. So it's not like they're in his neighborhood. Oh, damn it, dude. Now fucking you got me going. Oh, fuck you. Right. Ed. So, but where are the, <laughs> where are the fucking kidnappers taking a nap? So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I did read that somewhere, but whatever. Uh, I'm not going to get back into it. But, like, so now you've got me going, okay, so fucking Ed is the – he's the mastermind, and he's a genius because he's like, well, fuck, plan off. I'm not going to take the fall for this, so I'm going to let numbnuts take the fall, and I'm going to get the hero and get a fucking day named after me and be the fucking, you know, <laughs> the town fucking badass. And not to mention that, but Frederick or whatever, and the other group, like, what can they say? He's in on, he was in on it the whole time. And nobody's going to fucking believe that. He's a fucking town hero. That's right. And if they did say that, nobody's documenting it because they're like, you're full of shit. Yeah. Nice try, asshole. That's right. Ed lived, if Ed is a horrible human being, which I still don't think he is, but I'm enjoying your, your fucking twist here. He lived to be like 91 and had like an awesome full long life you know what i mean so if ed is the evil fucking mastermind then he got away with it like 
I, like, I'm not saying it is, but there, there's some, there's some portion of the story that's not ringing true, dude. No, I I I still think Ed is the lovable fucking Ed who saved the day. But I am I'm, I'm enjoying your fucking side of it because now my brain brain's going, dude. That would be fucking wicked if it was true, you know. Kaiser Soze and everybody, right? <laughs> like. I'm sorry, kiddos. If you don't know who Kaiser Soze is, fucking watch a movie. Anyway, um, movie. But they knew exactly where to run to get help. I can't remember where they went. It, it they found something. Oh, God, I should probably fucking. The kidnappers for no. Uh... God, I read too many articles and I didn't write it down. I'm not going to sit here and and do more research while you're waiting on me. I don't know, man. I'm not saying Ed's a bad guy. He's the first person I'd look at. If I was, I, if I was doing this as a police officer, I would investigator trying to put all the pieces together. Like, yeah. So I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. The plan, the plan, like maybe, okay. Maybe if one of the three who pulled this off had worked at the camp or whatever and kind of knew the routine and the schedule, maybe I'll give you that. Right. But hmm. barring that, I feel like there's a huge chunk of this missing, and that is how did they know where the fuck to be, when to be there, how many vehicles to bring, how to reinforce, how to be ready, how do they fucking know all the details? No, you're right. And even though, and I have the answer, 16 hours after they had been forced inside the buried truck, the group emerged and walked to the quarry's guard shack near the Shadows Cliffs East Bay Regional Park. So there was a guard shack and it was a quarry. So that that part of it is, okay, they didn't know, Ed didn't know exactly, you know, the farmhouse that we thought. So at least that part's summarized. But the rest of it, you're right. There's no answers for that, <laughs> for any of yeah, it. But wait a minute, man. Isn't the quarry where the kids were taken, the the main kidnappers? It was on his property. So, like, they drove around. Hold on. Yeah, dude. So, hold on. The quarry is the Frederick's family owns it. So, that has to be in the same fucking town. Well, it's not in the same town, but it's close. Okay, now you're now you're really fucking making me think because that means they kidnapped kids in a different town that those three dudes, or at least Frederick and his family, didn't live in the town where the kids were kidnapped. They lived, they they went to that town, kidnapped them, and then took. How would they fucking know that? If they lived in the same town and it's like one of those everybody knows everybody, I can understand they know about summer school because it happens every year. And I grew up there and I went to that school, you know. But now I'm like, well, hold on. I don't know, man. Maybe you're onto something. God damn, I hate you. It was not Ed, though. <laughs> I'm fucking sticking my guns. Well, it makes more sense that it's Ed than it is Marshall. Marshall's 14. Yeah, I know, right? Well, maybe it's a camp counselor. I, I'll give you maybe it's a camp counselor. Yeah, wow. In 2000, by the way, he just answers a couple of questions that I didn't, or some of the, if anybody was wondering. In 2016, the 25 surviving kidnapped children settled a lawsuit that they had filed against their kidnappers. The money they received was paid out of Frederick Wood's trust fund, 
And although the exact settlement amount was not disclosed, one survivor stated they had each received enough to pay for some serious therapy, but not enough for a house. Damn it. Not as good as I thought. Um, also, the day that Ed got, it's called, received a California School Employees Association, Association Citation for Outstanding Community Service. <laughs> and they declared Edward Ray Day in Chowchilla. That was the name of the day. A study found that kidnapped children suffered from panic attacks, nightmares involving kidnapping and death, and personality changes. Many developed fears of such things as cars, the dark, the wind, kitchen, mice, dogs, and hippies. <laughs> hippies. I mean, you're afraid of hippies, but... <laughs> hippies are frightening. <laughs> so, oh, geez. One, and one shot a Japanese tourist with a BB gun when the tourist's car broke down in front of his own home. <laughs> God, like paranoid. Jeez. Many of the children continued their, to report the symptoms of trauma at least 25 years after the kidnapping, including substance abuse and depression, and a number of having been imprisoned for doing something controlling to someone else. So, pretty fucking horrible. Damn it, Ed. Damn it, damn it, Ed. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, so that is the 1976 Chowchilla school, school bus kidnapping. I'm literally going to do zero research after we end this episode. Right. But I don't know, man. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because if anything else, uh, you know, you have added something to our episode that I have not ever researched or heard from another podcast or YouTube video. Because, dude, I've been I've been on this one for shit. I don't know, way before quarantine. So, I mean, like beginning of the year. So I, I've just been kind of, you know, hanging on to it, going, eh, it doesn't feel right. But I wanted to do because I already knew the ending. And I didn't think about the fucking the actual there's somebody your i didn't think about your theory at all so i was like it's got a pretty happy ending so i'll go with this one this time around <laughs> it was supposed to be hey first time back in the fucking basement a uh, little bit of lightheartedness and i thought you were gonna do something dark so i was like i'll go with this one but you've managed to turn this one dark as well <laughs> i didn't turn this one dark i'm just saying i don't think that i don't think that the whole story's out man well but which if and that and you're there's a chance that you're right, and if you are, that's dark. <laughs> so, I mean, they said they owed money, right? They were in they debt. They yeah. were in debt, right? So I, I would throw. Here. I would have a lot of forensic accountants going all over. You well, know what I'm saying? I feel like they probably real. I feel like the. The, the cops and whoever were like, all right, well, look, the kids are safe. Ed's a hero. Marshall's a hero. The bad dudes are in jail. Case closed. You know what I mean? Like, if a kid had died, maybe there would have been some more digging. But because, thank God, no one did, they, they probably just put it to bed. But you're right. After I, after I say it out loud and hear your comments, there's a bunch of questions. And maybe I mean, somebody's walking around that was like, shoo. Yeah. I don't know, man. Easy money. Easy money. Fucking uh, Frederick yeah. and Ed fucking drinking at the bar. Oh, God. Oh, man. I fucking hate my job. I just drive these whiny little kids around all fucking day. Da, 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 da. <laughs> man, I'm just ready to get out of the rat race. 
Don't even. Fucking Ed was a saint. Well, dude, I mean, so regardless, if Ed's Satan or an angel, whatever, it was a good story though, right? I yeah, mean, man. Yeah, you left me with a whole bunch of questions. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but a little bit different than the norm. At least no, I mean, it, it was. It, it is, story, yeah. Right? Um, at the beginning of this story, I, I was I, I was 100% sure that this was going to go uh, cartel, human trafficking, uh, today, like, like 10 years later, like three of the kids show up and they, they fucking – it's Jeffrey Epstein was the fucking mastermind of the whole fucking deal. Right. So, I mean, it did take a better turn than where my head was originally going. Yeah. Um, but the way that my brain works is I'm dude, unresolved questions lead to like, dude, I, my brain just picks at the fucking scab. Like I'm, well, I'm never good because I like content. things. I sometimes I take things at face value, and I'm like, I, I like the ride. It was fun, and you're like, hold on, <laughs> and you fucking get me going, and I'm like, oh. so that, that's why I like it. But I, I enjoyed this story because I also knew that you knowing me and our listeners who have listened to the other stories that I've personally chosen to do, fish and fucking other shit, you know, <laughs> like when I started off with a child kidnapping. Like, it probably wasn't going to end well. So I was like, thank God. You know what I mean? I don't have to fucking... They survived. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're all, they're all really mentally disturbed, and it's still fucking horrible. But, but. but I feel like I feel like you, you did that, like, to be clever. Like, I, like, not that you, like, went into this, like, oh, it's kind of like... A, there's still, like, an unsolved case, kind of like, whatever, whatever, you know... Um, I think you went into it like, like sleight of hand a little bit. Like, oh, you think everybody's going to die, but everybody survives and blah, 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 blah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent I did. And that's why I almost slipped up at the beginning. I almost read, so 16 hours until they got out. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I'm about to give it away. And I was like, but. Nah, man. Like, dude, <laughs> I, I, like, I try to like keep track of like when we're telling the stories, like, like when I when I start having questions, I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, <laughs> something smells fishy in Denmark. That's right. So, cool, all I mean, right, I, well, quarantine. I, I, hope it's, I hope it's not Ed. I hope it's not Ed either. I think there's a missing piece to this puzzle, though. Yeah, well, there's definitely unanswered questions. That's yeah. a fact. Well, at least questions I don't have the answers to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I, I thought I'd read everything that I fucking could possibly read. But You send this episode to the morbid people and see what they fucking have to say. That's right. Maybe they can answer from fucking it. Oh, no. Theirs was, theirs was 100% like, you know, uh, well, you know, uh, so one's a mom. And so she was having the same kind of feelings that we are as far as like, fuck, if that was my kid, like, this is horrible. And the other one's just sitting there going like, oh, the poor kids. And then this complete, like, utter love for Ed because they were, you know, everyone survived. And so she did. So it was, it was a definitely different feel. It was more the feel that I had for, like, as doing the research and finishing it, which is why I loved your theory, because it changed it up and changed our entire episode up from any other, anybody, anybody who's ever documented it, whether it's, a podcast or a re, you know an article or whatever so that's why i liked your theory i don't love the part about ed but there's unanswered questions for sure 
So I, I challenge our listeners, find out how they knew yeah. where to be and when to be. Because yeah. that's the biggest fucking question. I'm not sold on Ed. And, and, and how many, how did they know how many kids? The two, the two vans, like knew, they knew too many fucking details for this to just be like, I don't give a shit about a year of planning for them to just know like, okay, today's the day. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy. And especially fucking, especially if, if the original stop was not them blocking the entire road. Because if you think about it, them blocking the entire road, that only allows for a small window. Because, like, think about traffic either direction. That's a very small window that oh, they have hard. to know that they, get, they can block the road to get the fucking bus. Okay? So if they're pulled over on and, the side yeah, of the I mean, road and he stops, then Ed goes right back to the top of the list, bro. Well, and here's the other thing about that. But they couldn't have been watching them because they were all together. in. So they were all together and waiting for the bus to show up. So it's not like if, if there was another person in a different area that could have been following them, that's one thing. But that wasn't the case. So you, you raise a good question, man. Hey, yeah, phones, listeners, creeps, dude, fuck. Cell phones don't exist. Do what? Cell phones don't exist. Right. 76, yeah. I mean, walkie-talkies do, CB oh, radios cool. do, Shit. but I don't know. But they were, the, it's, but, but all three of them were together. So they, in other words, if somebody would, somebody else would have had to be like, okay, they're coming. And even if they blocked the entire, how would they know when, you know, that's what you're talking about, the, the window. So I don't know. You're onto something, maybe. Shep strikes again. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, maybe, dude. Maybe my researching skills just suck so much balls that I left out this humongous fucking, you know, gap of, of information, but I don't think so. <laughs> so. No, I, I, I think that they, they had a happy ending, so they walked away from the story. I think that's yeah. what it is. They had a happy ending, so fuck it, we're done. Yeah. And they, well, that's how it's documented, at least, everywhere. And go look at some of the photos. Like, there's nothing horrific, but I mean, it, they actually document quite a quite a bit. Like, after obviously the kids were were let out, they show like the van all all like boarded up and stuff. It's a cool story. I mean, it's it, I enjoyed doing the research on it, especially knowing no no kids died. I mean, I hate that they had trouble in life, but at least no one died. I mean, yeah. I would have been okay if Frederick died. But yeah. Anyway. All right, man. All right. Well, well that gives you something to noodle on. But I know you're gonna put this to bed anyway. Yeah, I'm a, let let everybody else do the research. There you go. I mean, there's too many fucking que- like the stop is is there's too many fucking questions about the stop, man. Now I'm gonna fucking go back and do more research. God damn it! <laughs> if I find the answer, I'll do a little mini for you. How's that? All right. But, but uh, all right, man. Well, cool. Well, that's all I got.
All right, bro. Quarantine episode number fucking 400 and whatever. 453. Here's to knocking on wood that next time we'll be in the basement. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Good shit. All right. Later, bro. Later.